welcome to another episode of Dead Rock City Presents Uncanny Universe Podcast. And today we are talking about the indie revolution um, and what this sort of means for the comic book industry and the, the, the rise of independent, non-big three titles, not Marvel, not Image, not DC, sort of your smaller studios, your, your Boom, your IDW, your Titan, Avatar... Archaea, Archaea, mm-hmm. uh, Devil's Do, Devil's any number of five. But anyway, guys, uh, my name is Michael. What's going on, guys? This is Ronald, and this is Hyde, and here we are going on with the indie revolution, revolution. showcase. Um, so, what what are what makes an indie book? What what do you think is the backbone of of indie of indie comics? Is it is it there's they have such a wide I'll go. I'll tell you what I'm. What I mean by this is, to me, an, a good indie book is something that you can't get from Marvel or DC or, to a lesser extent, Image. Because Image was indie, but now they're just so popular. They're like the. They're like the indie band that made it big. They're the Mumford and Sons. You know okay, I mean? for sure. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'll take that. It's a, it's, good it's, correlation, it's, right? All right? Like Mumford and Sons was a small little band, and now they're massive, and they can play Toyota Center, which is a big venue here in Houston. Um, they made it big, but so in in. To me, indie books are going to be the things that sort of give you the stories you can't get, that have different people in them. They're not necessarily superpowers. They're going to have interesting stories, weird licenses, like yeah, who, I mean, Star Trek Green Lantern crossovers, sure. Doctor Who Star Trek. Like I, th- goofy. I think just licensing in general under that, it, because you look at things like IDW, IDW they have Ghostbusters, have everything, Turtles, almost. Transformers. Uh, for the longest time, they were supposed to be doing a Save by the Bell. They were supposed to be doing <laughs> a Night Rider. They did do a Save by the Bell. Was that a webcomic then? I, I don't remember. I know we have a trade of it. Okay, I so may, I think it might have been a webcomic Was it a webcomic? Okay. Um, they are supposed to be doing a Night Rider series at some point, too. Speaking yeah, of webcomics, I think that is sort of like what... Where they really took off. Took what a lot off, of these things took sure. off. Because like... I at least the artists and I, I know, writers. For I sure. never really got too far into webcomics myself. Um, I was really into Penny Arcade a long time ago, sure. which is one of the very early webcomics. Yeah. This is like right. pre-YouTube. This is pre a lot of things. Um, but webcomics are sort of like the foundation for a lot of indie stuff. And that's where a lot of these smaller publishers find their talent. Like sure. um, one of my favorite current indie books um, is from Dark Horse. And the lady who writes and draws it, hasn't done a book before she just has a demon art and a tumbler and this is where it's from you know and it's it's an interesting uh talent farm you know that we didn't have 10 or 15 years ago for this sure. is a completely new it's it's like how journey found the replacement for their lead singer on youtube <laughs> uh, no 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 they were in a bar in the philippines and he was doing karaoke i thought i swear it was youtube no it wasn't it was okay. be, trust me Filipino here. No, oh, we, okay. we know how, how we <laughs> became Bieber famous. Justin Bieber was YouTube. Justin Bieber. Justin, Justin Bieber, Bieber was YouTube. YouTube. Ah, yes. Uh, good old JB. Good old Biebs. Um, uh, anyway. sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, Ellen signed him, didn't he? No, didn't she? I thought it was Usher that signed him. Usher matter. found him. Usher found him. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> it's uh, still garbage. Yeah, um, this is the music podcast? Uh, yeah, we're talking about music, guys. Um, but So, indie books. Ron, what to you... Can you you want to extrapolate on that a little bit? Like, what what is an indie book to you? What does it mean? If someone tells you I want a good indie book, what does that? What, what do they want? Something not Batman, <laughs> not Superman. I mean, not that those are bad. No, they're. I mean, they're great, but it's something that more or less probably ended. Like, it's not ongoing. They're not on issue three hundred forty-five. <laughs> yeah. They're, I mean, it's it's a short contained story. 
uh, for the most part with these indie books. Um, you don't get a lot of indie books going to issue 250. Right. I mean, uh, here and there maybe. but For sure. Um, but um, just something that they can read on a, on take Criminal. Criminal is a good indie book. It's a crime story. Who's that um, by? Image, I believe. Is it Image? Yeah. But I mean. But that's before they were super huge. Right. But I mean, then again, Image does take those indie they, they like have, they still have the indie stories roots. yes and then i mean they just have a bigger platform right, to, exactly to get them out but what about you so what do you what when someone says i want an indie book what, what are they looking for for me what it is i think it's a lot of more like you said the web comic kind of startup mm-hmm. grassroot right for grassroot. the most part for the most part <laughs> digital roots um but it's also more self-published Self-produced, written art—you get a lot of writer, artist, same person. Correct, Andy, for and sure. I think I think that's really where Which it's is more really homegrown cool. and more personal for some of these writers and artists mm-hmm. um, when they write these stories, and that's kind of where I go thinking more or less under the indie genre. Okay, um, so what? I mean, but it's not even that. Like, there's plenty of artists who do. Like Alan Moore is a good example. He works. He's his last two works have been on Avatar press. Yep, right. Like in the, I think his last three, like Necronomicon, uh, Providence, Providence, and, and uh, the Courtyard. Yep. And those are all Avatar books, mm-hmm. which is, like, he wrote Watchmen and Swamp Thing and like many other the Killing Joke. The Killing Joke. Right, yeah. He's like DC powerhouse. And he's written for Marvel also. He. Uh, coined uh, 616, actually. That's right. That's that is right. his I thing. For, I the, forgot the, about that. The Marvel 616 universe is credited to uh, I B. Alan Moore, which is weird. Uh, I don't even remember what Marvel books he wrote, um, but it doesn't matter. But Did you do 1602? That was Neil Gaiman. No, that was, yeah, that was okay. Gaiman. Um, which is awesome, anyway. But um, that, that, that feels like an indie type of book, anyway. Yeah. But, um, it's always cool when you see a big publisher do like indie type stuff, like stuff that's off the beaten path, which is what indie is to me. Like Indie is... Man, I'm never gonna read something like this in Marvel. For or sure. I'm, DC's not doing anything like this. This is, this is cool. Like your slice of life stuff. Like you don't get a lot of that from no. the big, the big two. Not the big two. And I, last week we talked about the big three. The big three. But I think Image still, even though they're this massive powerhouse and the cornerstone of the comic book industry at yeah. this point, I think they still have that digital roots movement they where do. they're where they're pulling a lot of these web comics off and starting publishing. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite ones actually from them that we didn't get to talk about last week was Hinges. Oh right, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I really like Hinges. And you can make fun of me because there's well, not a lot of words in Hinges. Right. A lot of purdy pictures. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was looking at Hinges actually. I think it, I think it was uh, you were showing it to yeah. me. And yeah. You were, there's not a lot of words. I'd never looked at it. And sure enough, I was flipping through. Wow, there's really not, a lot, not much talking about It's this. a lot more of a visual story. Um, there's that's, another, another that's indie what comics book. comics are, so that's cool. There's another indie book that I really like about that. But Hinges is about this girl that comes across. Essentially, it's almost like a familiar. But think of it like a Lilo and Stitch kind of vibe. Okay. And she's in the society that they're all puppets. Everyone's a puppet controlled by something. Mm. And they all have a predestined path that they have to stay on. And this familiar, essentially, makes her go off this beaten path. And whatever higher powers in this universe does not like this. So it's sending these other creatures into this protected area of these people and just starts causing mayhem. And I really like the whole idea of hinges as a general genre aspect. And and is it just one 
It's two volumes now, actually. Uh, I uh, Image just released the second volume uh, probably about a month and a half ago now. Yeah. And that one actually has a lot more plot development, and you find mm-hmm. out where the story's going, and it actually has a really... There's a lot more words. It, yeah. It has, it has, not that much. Well, don't, don't go too far there. It's not Watchmen. Um, but it has a really sad ending, oh. and I'm really excited to see the next volume. Uh, actually, the, the creator, and I can't think of her name for the life of me right now, actually has her stuff on Kickstarter right now that you oh. can actually ha- help her get Image to recognize this book again okay. to start it back up. And I've, cool. I've actually promoted her through that a okay. bit too, just to show how much I like this book. I've bought both the trades and I've helped do the Kickstarter that's, as well. That's cool. I, you get that a lot with a Kickstarter. It's, it seems to be a really good destination for people who don't have a publishing house yet or for their story that's mostly done or they need help to get it done. Yep. Like, this is going to um, out one of my favorite uh, comic tropes, or, well, comic themes, is uh, I really like animal books. <laughs> <laughs> do you know? I do. That is sort of, like, my thing. If there's, if there's a new book with a, with some sort of a critter on the front, everybody will show it to me and go, hey, look, Michael, you're getting this. Uh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> grizzly um, Shark. I, I did not buy Grizzly Shark. Grumpy I just, Cat. I Kittle did, Block Blues. Squarriers. Well, that's what I was about to talk about was was Squarriers, which um, was a Kickstarter book, um, was picked up by Devil's Due, which I had not really heard of before. Um, and it was a weird price trade. It was eighteen ninety nine, Not 19 not 17 It was eighteen ninety nine. I don't know how they come with that number, but anyway... Um, Squarriors is an intense Game of Thrones type of HBO violent as all get out, but with squirrels and cats. The of cats course. are the bad guys, obviously. Um, it's it's really it's it is surprisingly gruesome. <laughs> <laughs> it is it is really something else. Um, yeah, that description. Reminded me of something. Oh, what did it? Oh, go ahead. It is a British-inspired anime. Okay. Um, set in 1978, it's called Watership Down. As in, oh, <laughs> you, you you mean the 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 novel? Yeah, but yeah. it was. Am I looking at this? Yeah, it's with rabbits. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. The, yeah, the classic novel. Yeah. And so I, I remember watching this. Yeah, and yeah, most people, most as movies you saw the uh, as kids you saw the movies. Yeah, yeah, and you look at it now. That thing is brutal. It's gruesome. Watership Down, Watership Down is a gruesome book, man. Uh, I remember I saw the movie. And of first. course you read it. Well, yeah, it's a classic novel. Yeah, a lot of people read it in school. Um, but no, um, we went to public school. We didn't read that. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. I was like, oh wait, what? You went to school in Houston. That's right. Um, anyway, what did, you try to say, did you not? <laughs> I went school in. Uh, I went to private school in Houston until... Uh, Houston. Yeah, and then private school, and then went to public school in Rosenberg. Hey, your nose Houston. is up a little bit too high there. Sorry, I can't, I can't help it. Uh, we had more money. Uh, <laughs> wow. What can I say? All right, then. We can well, afford books. And on that note... <laughs> but uh, anyway, um, you know, Squarriors was... It's one of those off-the-wall titles that I just really enjoyed a lot, because, again, I'll buy, I'll buy nearly an, any animal book. I'll give it a shot. Um, like uh, We Three and all those things. Those are. Did you read Pride of Baghdad? I've not read Pride of Baghdad. Man, that was that was a, that was a story. Uh, go on. It's a better version of Lion King is what it is. Hey, <laughs> chill. Man, now, now was... I will tell you though, like 
The animal stories that I don't want to read are like the like like this, Wii Three. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, I don't I, that, I don't really care for Wii Three. Oh, I, I don't no like Wii. Rover Red Charlie. No, 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 that's different. I love Rover Red Charlie. That is actually my most recommended. One of my most recommended indie books is Rover Red Charlie. I haven't read either. Well, of those. go go no, ahead. Do, tell me. Tell me I, no, you take it. No, no, I, no, 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 no. I no, forgot no. how. I no, forgot Pride what it was about. Ta- okay, so Pride of Baghdad. I, I actually recommended it. Wrong. It hurt. Um, it's Brian K. Vaughn. Oh, okay. So Why the Last Man Saga, Saga, all that, all that kind of good stuff. It's about ty- about lions. Obviously. That broke out of the. It was either Iraq or Iran. I can't remember the country. I want to uh, say. Yeah, I want to say it's Iraq. Well, Baghdad. They, yeah, Baghdad. Yeah. Wow! Look at that. It would be Iraq. Uh, anyway, go we're on. Geniuses. Geography. We're geniuses he's, here. He's a history. He's a history well, teacher. Well, somebody also geography. did go to private school, so obviously. Oh, that's true. Right? <laughs> yeah. There I you mean, go. I went to private school through first grade, so Whatever. it's not really that big of a deal. <laughs> so they're they're in Iraq, and it's actually about when U.S. troops invaded Baghdad and they caused enough destruction where the zoo gets destroyed. Okay. And it's actually, it's a true story about these lions. Yeah. These lions, no. act, this li- these lions actually existed. This. Yeah. <laughs> Michael, no, it's so good. It's, it's, it's really good. It's, it's good, but it hurts so much. Um, and I'm not going to spoil the ending for it because I think that's really the major selling point do for it. this. But it's about these lions Tell going after <laughs> going going through the Baghdad war zone of the first occupation. Yeah. Is uh, that the proper term to use so. for that? It was a, yeah, it was a military conflict. Military conflict, that's right. Military conflict. Um and officially. It's about them going through and avoiding the soldiers, avoiding the gunfights. It that sounds else. like it's probably pretty good. It's a Who put that out? Do you remember? Uh image? No. No. Is it not? Because it, it's in our small press section, I think. Isn't it? Um, man. Um, but either way, it doesn't matter. Um, but but a, a story like that can come from anybody, um, which is which is what the indie thing is about. Right, for sure. Is that you can get these types of stories. You it would, was Image. It was an Image. Really? Yeah, it you was can Image. Get from no, no, Vertigo, Vertigo. There okay, that's what I wanted. Really? It was DC? It was DC's comics Vertigo. Okay. Okay, fair I enough. I wanted to say Dark Horse, but I knew it was Dark Vertigo. Horse. Vertigo. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, well, they, well, that that Vertigo and uh, what is it? Icon. Icon. Icon is Marvel's little indie little, imprint, yeah. and Vertigo is not so indie. DC's not so indie imprint. Yeah. Because I mean, they have what Sandman, right? Like. Yeah. Yeah. They have and Sandman and I Zombie and, and Preacher. Yeah. Right. Okay. All I mean, they got they got some big ones. They got some big ones for sure. Yeah. They're they're the image of the of that. Uh, but yeah. So Pride of Baghdad, um, Vertigo. Kind of indie mainstream, but no, that sounds intense. I don't, I don't know if that's a book for me. Well, I mean, it's like that one, and then uh, Beast of Burdens, going on the on that on that same trope of animal uh-huh. comics. That one is Dark Horse. Okay. Uh, and actually, they came out of. I want to say it was the Dark Horse Quarterly was where the first story for uh, Beast of Burdens came out, and man, that book hurts. Really? Oh, I so, never pick up those Dark Horse Quarterlies. Those, those are worth it. It sometimes. You mean no. a Vertigo Quarterlies? No, there no, is the it? Dark Horse Presents. It's Dark Horse Presents. Okay, presents. I know it's okay. Dark Horse Presents. Um, and man, that it's an, it's it's, it's intense. It's about a pack of dogs, domesticated dogs, mm-hmm. that 
have essentially like a soothsayer dog okay. that can Sweet. tell that can tell when supernatural things are going on. Obviously. And so like it's this cat that comes up and is like, hey, something's weird's going on with this one animal. Mm-hmm. Or something's going weird with this kid. Sure, sure. Or these puppies have gone missing. And then oh, oh. No, man, it's it's a it's a it's a heart wrencher. Well, that's and, the next book to read. And, and for nope. for the record, <laughs> I'm gonna pass. Leanne at our Sugarland store recommended this to me, Oof. and I was completely livid by the time I finished reading this because this book hurt so much. <laughs> did you hit her with it? Either? I did not, but I did give her a nice you, little you, piece you, of my mind. You gave her what for? Yeah, excellent. Yeah, see, that's that's the thing with the animal books is that I'm I love them, but I'm also a baby. So right, like, right. It's like, the animal book needs to have a moderately happy ending, um, which is why I didn't really care for We Three. We Three well, was mostly good. I mean, they they get happy endings at the end, except for one of them. <laughs> oh gosh. Well, see, okay, so yeah. Anyway, so why why is Red Rover Charlie different for you? Uh, Rover Red Charlie. Rover Red. Uh, so okay, so first of all, funny thing is, um, I think Ron and I uh, use the same. Uh, comic shop or android app which tells you sort of what's coming out every for week. sure right it's like hey this is what this book is this is blah 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 so and i was scrolling through and i see this book called rover red charlie and i just assumed it was a world war ii war book <laughs> because the title like it's like it sounds like some sort of like a call sign or like it's yeah a, it's a regiment or something like that and i get to the store and i it's dogs it's a dog book give it to me <laughs> of course <laughs> written by Ooh. garth ennis Ooh. it's Okay, so it's written by Garth Ennis, and in the trade paperback, there's a three or four page letter written by Alan Moore as the introduction of the book about how, go. about how good Rover and Charlie. Is. Oh, there you go. Which and he doesn't even really talk about Rover and Charlie. He talks about politics because he's Alan Moore. Alan Moore. Yeah, and he doesn't talk about mysticism. Is it secretly he, planting a Cthulhu message in your brain. <laughs> well, I mean, probably. Uh, he is a shaman. Um, uh, anyway, Grand but Wizard yeah, Moore. <laughs> pretty much, uh, he might have a couple of crystal balls in his life. Uh, more than a couple. Um, anyway, so River Red Charlie is, it's a buddy book with dogs in the apocalypse. Um, now, what I've later learned after this is that the fan theory, and later confirmed to be true, is that it's also the crossed universe. Really? Like It's, it's in the same... It's in this. I, you know what? I do remember reading I've, something about and that. I, I had no... Really? I've never read crossed. I don't... It's not my thing, but... I, I can see that now. It... But oh, well, I haven't read. But, but, but Rover again, Red Charlie. Rover Red Charlie, okay. and I haven't read Cross. But it's all that's also Garth Ennis. Um, is that Avatar also? Ava- yes. Yes. Because yes. uh, Rover Red Charlie is Avatar. Yes, it's Avatar. Um, I like a lot of Avatar books apparently, but um, anyway, I've never read Cross. Known for being a very intense, very violent, very, very, lo- very lots of things type of comic. It was a very polarizing book. It's if very, you want to read something. it, read the first ten because that was Garth Ennis. Yeah. After that, it gets it gets insane. Yeah. But anyway, so it's in that same sort of apocalypse universe, and it's these three dogs who are best friends. Uh, actually, they actually no, you know what? They're not best friends. They all live in the same apartment building, and there's sort of like a an apocalypse event. But they have no idea what's going on. It is told for sure from the point of view of the dog. Hmm. If there was an apocalypse, the dog would have no idea what was doing. You know, um, and so. Mm-hmm. One of the dogs is like a is a seeing eye dog, and his owner is uh, blind, and his, the, all their owners are killed in okay. the, in this like a huge fire. And the dogs escape, and they band together, and and they they, they talk, but uh, whenever they are barking at somebody, this. whenever they're this. barking at somebody, the word bu- the word bubbles are like, "I'm a dog, I'm a dog, I'm a dog, I'm a dog." Which is, which I remember is, you told me so about that. I, I thought that was pretty good. Um, but without 
I, because this is this is important spoiler to me, so I will I will mention it. There is one of those sort of Walking Dead fakeouts where you think one of the characters is dead and then they're not, which is mm-hmm. essential to me because okay. otherwise I would have been really mad. <laughs> it's like one he's like he just loses a like a paw or something. Like, oh, yeah. fine, um, fine, I'm he's okay. He's fine. With this. He can make it. He, he's right, he's well, okay. Yeah. Well, you think you think he's dead, and then like the last like couple pages of the book, he's like, "Hey, I'm alive." Like, okay. oh, yes. But uh, I, it's great. Um, and like the cats, the cats are like these maniacal like gang. So like, like cats in real life. They're, so like, they're, cats. they're <laughs> like real life cats. Yeah, they're basically real life. Real we life both cats. have cats. We know how yeah, this exactly. how this works. No, cats are um, cats are evil. My brother yeah. has cat cats. I love evil. cats, but yeah, yeah, they're, they're like real cats. But no, I love Robert Rich Arley. It's one of my most recommended uh, trade paperbacks. So I wonder then if that's in the same universe as Cross. Mm-hmm. I wonder if God is Dead is the whole reason why Crossed and Rover Rich or Charlie are happening. Oh, I haven't read because, it. Because it, it's still Avatar. Yeah. Is it? Okay, yeah. yeah. it's Avatar, yeah. Is it Garth and it, and No, it was written by Hickman. It was, the first, yeah, it Hickman. The first, the first six issues. Yeah. Um, and that, it was, to me, I picked that up. Mm-hmm. It was interesting because what it is, it's all the pagan gods okay. against each other. Right. They're tired of it. Sweet. They're tired of this monothelic, mono, Monotheistic? Thank you. Uh-huh. <laughs> Tongue-tied here. I got you. Of You're this good. society. So they're like, no, we need to be the dominant religion now. Yeah. And what ends up happening is, is like, all right, Norse gods, you got the North. Chinese gods, you got this. Sure, sure. Aztecs they got all of America. Yeah. They divided up the world. But as gods generally tend to do, they, they, they get greedy. Ah, uh, yes, of course. So Th- Therein lies the rub. They start all this, and actually, it's a, the world news is run by the Egyptian gods, <laughs> which is great. That sounds excellent. Because it's, like, it's how have I not read this? And the first six issues are really good, but you kind of see where it's going really early. Do you still on. read it, or did you, did I you don't, bail on it? I, I did ended up bailing on it just because it got a little bit ridiculous. Oh, it got a little out of hand. <laughs> um, have you read it? So, no, no, no. I read the first volume. I didn't care too much for it. Wasn't wasn't your thing? That was my cup of tea. But, but it is still popular. Like, right, people do for like sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think they're going, they're going, going on 40 now. I, I think no. they're going yeah, on, they're... no. I think they're going on 50. No. I could be wrong. They might be going on 40. I feel like they're, I'm wrong. They're going up either, there. But either I mean, it's still going on for sure. Yeah, either yeah. way, they're, wow. Yeah. So and I still feel like that's a new book. Okay. My, my thinking is because of all this. <laughs> yeah. Interconnectedness <laughs> and, of Avatar. Yeah. I, man, I wouldn't be surprised. That would be a cool way to. To connect, to connect every everything. book, yeah. Be because sweet. I remember reading River Rich Charlie and seeing some things. I'm like, that looked like something that happened in God is Dead. Really? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I love that book anyway. But um, w- weird thing. Um, oh, never mind. Uh, I'm mistaken. Um, but yeah, a couple. Of, most of my favorite indie books right now, currently, currently, well, not Avatar, uh, not River Rich Charlie, but. Uh, are Avatar Press. Most of my favorite indie books are Avatar Press. They, they, they seem to be really, really strong. They pick a lot of good talent. A I mean, like they have Hickman, they have yeah. Alan Moore, they have Garth Ennis. But a lot of those books, too, aren't everyone's cup of tea. Av- oh, no. Avatar is very gruesome. Right. Well, And that and that's that's what's great about indie, yeah. is that Marvel and DC, and to a lesser extent, Image, no, well, not really Image as much, they sort of have to be... Family friends. They, they have to be the Windows, yeah. of, 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 to use a computer analogy. Windows is has to be compatible with every product in the world. Every every piece of hardware has to work on Windows. So Windows has to Apple. be yeah, well yeah. Well <laughs> right, I mean yeah. but, I mean well you have to buy Mac specific everything. 
But if you buy anything off the shelf, you you know it's going to work with your Windows machine. For sure. Which is which is how it's going to work. Which is how Marvel. They need it to be accessible to most everybody who's picking up the book. They don't want anybody who buys this go. Oh, I can't read this. This Marvel right. book. For sure. Which is uh, aside from Marvel Max, which they don't really do anymore. Um, That's true. They don't. Yeah, no. No. But a, a lot of a lot of their like darker titles, which from was Marvel, Marvel also. Um, ends up coming from their icon line. Right, so right. icon or their max from yeah, Punisher. But but their icon stuff now is powers. Powers, powers yeah. is their powers big is their biggest one for sure. One right now, especially with Sony picking up the TV show rights, and I think season two actually just started. I haven't watched uh, it's, that. it's about to start. Is it sure. still PlayStation exclusive? It's, yes. Yeah, that's, that's annoying. That's kind of the really big downfall with it. Unfortunately, is it PS4 or can I watch on PS3 also? You watch. I think I mean, it's, PS4. it's anything with PlayStation yeah, just, Network. Can I watch it on have, Vita. Can you watch TV on Vita? Do you still have a Vita that works? I, I do have a Vita that works. <laughs> I got one for free. I mean, oh. I guess so. Power I mean, For me, Powers is what Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. for on ABC should be. Okay. Um, but it is a darker content show, so it's not for everyone. I've never read or watched Powers. Powers is cool because it's about this government agency mm-hmm, that yeah. deals with superhero crimes. S.H.I.E.L.D. Okay. Yeah. And they go round up all this, the villains that are killing other people. And then there's a civil war, and then... Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's written by Bendis, so... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean... Know. Oh, wait, how about that? Okay. So, that that's kind of one of their big publishing things from okay. Icon right now. Interesting. Um, but you, you like Powers a lot? I like Powers. Powers is... I like Powers back when it was with Image, though. Okay. Um, power... O- OG Powers? Yeah, OG Powers. Uh, it was actually only the first 10, 15 issues that were with Image, and then right. it switched over to Icon. Um, and then Marvel, once again, they ended it, and then they picked it back up maybe about a year and a half yeah, ago now. They started yeah, re-releasing yeah. the original issues, didn't they? Yeah, they re-releasing with a new series. With too. a new series, okay. yeah, because a new series is Interesting. Okay, um, Ron, what what about you? Like, what's, what's an indie book that you are just all about? There was one that came out not too long ago, probably early, uh, middle of last year. Okay. Uh, it's called Lady Killers. It's by oh, Dark yeah. Horse. That's a yeah, that, man. I've that's never a, read that. That's a like, book. Oh. It's um, it, it's over, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it was four or six issues. I think it was six. I believe it was six. But not it related was, to the Coen Brothers movie, Lady Killers. No, no. Okay, I assume no. But it's uh, <laughs> it's, Tom Hanks. it's set in the 1960s. Okay. Um, in this this lady, she's a she's a um, housewife. Housewife. Thank you. Um, but. Uh, secretly, <laughs> she's an assassin. Of course, it, uh, man. Like you do. It's. it's <laughs> what? Go on. So like, I'll let this is. So, it's just so well thought out. Like the six issues flow so well. Like you really? can't even tell there's six. How issues. many issues is it? Six. Oh, that's it. Yeah, that so was it. One trade. One, it? one trade. Man. One and done. Who? Who? Are but it? they left it open. They did leave it open at the end. So it's uh, the writer and artist. Okay. It's Joelle Jones. Oh, okay. And she's uh, I she's done some stuff with DC. She's isn't she working on Hell's Kitchen too? Didn't she do? I or don't Kitchen know. Hell, the the mobster wife. No, she one? did not do that one. I know okay. that was the. Um, I can't remember what, the kitchen. Yeah, it was called the kitchen. The that kitchen was always called. What, it was just called the, the, the kitchen. kitchen yeah. Yeah. But um, no, she did not. We do that. We got there but, eventually. But um. <laughs> Man, where'd that private school come in from? <laughs> <laughs> this book flows so well. So, she, like, her day starts off, and she's like helping the kids go to school and blah blah. Right. 
comes cooking food Making for the husband and, and all that stuff. Very sixties trope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very. And then like some guy comes to her door, she's like, Hey, some things need to be happening. You gotta go kill that guy, blah blah. Honey, I'll be back. <laughs> Oh, man, the greatest so thing that I liked about the it, transition music. The, what I what I liked about it, and it made me think of this when I was reading it, an old Abbott Costello skit. Okay. Uh, and you might know it more than you I would have for sure. Right? But it's when they're trying to sell vacuums. I don't. I don't know it. Sorry. So back then that was a big thing. You went door to door and you sold vacuums sold. and sold makeup, and that's what she does. She's a door to door. She, she's salesman. a door to door vacuum salesman on her part time, or was it makeup? It's makeup. It's make. She. I think there was one for vacuums too. I think she. I think it switches depending on what. It might have been where, where she's sure. going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, it, the first one was vacuums because she's like, oh look, this vacuum can clean up anything. Oh right, right, right. And yeah, yeah. at the end, she's using that vacuum to clean <laughs> to up clean the up body. Clean up the blood. Yeah, man. It's, <laughs> it's really yes. good, dude. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I need to get this. Is this? Is this like an? Un- no, this is not like out of print or anything, right? No, 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 no. It, it, we, we still have it on the shelf. Yeah, okay. Sure. That's I, 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 yeah. And who put God. that out again? Dark, Dark Horse. Horse. Dark Horse. It's it's a book, man. Dark it, Horse. I like Dark Horse. I mean, they're they're weird. I don't read a lot of Dark Horse books. For sure. There's there's always like one that I that I like. A, they a got a couple. Yeah, for one, sure. of the, one of the, one current book at a time that I'm usually uh, liking. Um, the one I'm liking right now. Um, it's hard to really commit to it because it's only one issue so far. Um, it's called. Uh, the Shadow Glass. It's um, written and drawn by the same person, uh, Allie Fell. She's never had. I mentioned her earlier. She's never had uh, a comic before. She's like a deviant art tumble okay. okay. person. Okay, all right. All right. Um, and it is. It's 16th century England, uh, occult. Um, this girl finds out that the person who raised her isn't really her father, and she's she oh she's also an occult student, and then so she goes off to seek answers, and I. The cover of the book has uh, a green, like a shadow glass, for lack of a better word, like a like a crystal ball, and like Cthulhu tentacles. So I'm I'm excited. Right. Like yes. And it's written by Alan Moore. <laughs> and it's not written by Alan Moore. Thank, uh, not yet. Maybe he'll write the introduction to the trade. Right. Yeah. For sure. So I think. Oh, I like Cthulhu. <laughs> and he does accents, ladies and gentlemen. That's right, folks. He, he introduces the show and he edits it and he does accents. Michael does it all. I do indeed. So, um, I think actually one thing that we should kind of touch base on when we're talking small press. Yeah. And it's really kind of hard to call him small press just on a personal level. We <laughs> we know him through the store. Oh. He's done a few signings for us. Terry. Um, and yeah, Terry Moore. Terry Moore, yeah. Terry oh, Moore Terry. and Abstract Studios. Um, Terry's awesome. Terry's, Terry is Terry's a, a great, great man. Yeah. Terry's a good dude. Um, and Rachel Rising, which yeah. is his big book right now. It's funny. People come in and don't even know that he's from he Houston. Come, yeah, yeah. Right. Book. Like, you know, we get this book delivered by the by guy. Him, he like, comes, hey, he's in every, comes, every once in a while, yeah. He, yeah, he's in all the time. Every week, yeah. Yeah, just hanging out, talking. But yeah. I've, I've, I haven't read much of it, uh, I hate to say. But I've I've heard, again, extremely positive things Oh, yeah, about no, it's, a, it's supposed to be a great I book. I really like great. it. And honestly, I think this might be more book suited for you because mm-hmm. it's very supernaturally. Okay. Um, it's about... Supernatural like the TV show? No. Or Supernatural like... Okay. Oh, no. then it's my type of book. <laughs> no. <All right. laughs> it's not Sam and Dean Supernatural? <laughs> no, 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 no it's, not Sam, it's not Sam and Dean. Well, okay. it might be a little bit more like season one and two. So. <laughs> but um, it's about a character named Rachel Beck. She wakes up in a shallow grave with rope burns on her neck and no memory of how she got there. Okay. 
with her help with help from her aunt and her friend she sets out to find the person who tried to kill her okay. so it's very murder mystery supernatural aspect and i'm guessing that that is sort of like like the zombies in walking dead they're never going to solve that mystery and that's like the framework well in which they, oh really it's ending soon oh oh really yeah All terry right. terry um because they're at 42 42 yeah. 42 came out two weeks ago now yeah two weeks yeah ago. that's yeah. about right that's about right um Terry has announced a while back that Rachel Rising will be ending soon. Yeah, right. um, so that's actually going to be kind of really upsetting because I'm really enjoying the journey that Rachel's going through right now. How long is it? Because it's not necessarily once a month, is it? Or is it? Yeah, it is mo- once a month. Is it once a month? It's, it is once a month. I sometimes feel like there's more gaps, but okay. There might be a few gaps here or there, but I, for the most part, I believe it was once a month. I have I haven't really noticed mm-hmm. Terry missing once right, a month. Yeah, sure, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. But right. his stuff has just been really well thought out and well drawn strangers in paradise strangers was paradise, a really yeah. fun one to read echo was a lot of fun to read um he did and a spin off kids and strange uh, uh sip kids sip, sip kids, kids yeah stranger right. in paradise kids. kids right um which has <laughs> it's still a lot of fun it's the strangers in paradise story just in a kid form yeah. which is like which I really enjoy. Yeah, yeah exactly yeah. okay um I, I like those two I, I like animal books and i like stupid kid books <laughs> like stupid versions of you know kid Andy, versions itty bitty hellboy I do like anybody hellboy. Little Vamp. <laughs> I never read Little Vamp. Oh, you never read Little Vampirella? <laughs> no, I didn't. I missed that one. I somehow forgot to. Uh, add that to my list. Or Little Ernie. Oh, I didn't read that either. Yeah, there was a Little Ernie. Little one there. Too. Was it Little Ernie? Is it Evil Ernie? Yeah, it's yes. an Evil Ernie. <laughs> <laughs> is, is a Little Lady Death in there? I don't. Remember. I don't think. I don't. Well, I don't know. They might have done a cover like that, okay. but I don't remember there being one. Little Ernie. Wow. But um, so Rage Rising, they're on seven trades now. Yeah. Gosh, yeah. Uh, they are. Like I said, it is. Ending soon. It's been running for a couple years. Yeah, uh, 2010, I think, is his start on that one. Wow, okay. Well, I mean, well, I mean, we love Terry. Terry 2011, yeah, no, 2011. Terry, Terry awesome. did our cover for, uh, we have an exclusive cover for Archie, Archie, Archie number one. Number one. Uh, that was done by Terry. And, and Mark awesome. Wade. And Mark Wade. And well, Mark well, Wade, Mark Wade, Wade Mark, wrote Mark, it. Mark Wade helped him with the cover? <laughs> I mean, I have a Batman drawn by him, so he's got to be someone. Do, right? Yeah. Someone came up with him. He's like, can you draw? And he's like, but I'm a writer. And he's like, just draw, just draw Batman. me a Batman. Okay. <laughs> and I was like, that's a good idea. I'm going to have you do that too. Mark, draw me a Batman. That's that's, that's an amazing idea. I'm going to start doing that at cons. <laughs> just just writers. writers. Get writers like, hey, Hey, Mr. Alan Moore, can you draw Spider-Man? <laughs> with Spider-Man? Cthulhu. Yeah, with Cthulhu. <laughs> but um, anyway, no, um, I love Terry. And speaking of Terry doing our Archie cover, how about that Archie book? Uh, uh, this, that Archie book th- this is new, amazing. This new Archie, Archie is, to me, surprisingly, one of the most groundbreaking comics companies. Like, they, they have... Um, interracial marriage mm-hmm. early before a lot of people did. Mm-hmm. They had a first. Uh, they had a major out character. Yeah. Um, yeah. They they have so many differently abled and different types of people. Well, I th- not only that, but they've done so much with their stories. Mm-hmm. Just for the most part, you look at things like spoilers. I mean, this is probably about a year now. The death of Archie. Oh, on the. Uh, I think sure. that for characters that are just normal human beings that mm-hmm. aren't police officers that aren't firefighters they don't have I think no that, powers they I have think, no yeah I think that was the most heroic way to end up killing Archie for sure um, and, die. and for those of you that don't know what ends up happening is is that Kevin Keller who mm-hmm. is Archie's gay best friend mm-hmm. gets attacked okay as and, like a hate crime as thing. a hate crime thing and in the heat of the moment 
someone pulls out a gun at their at their soda shop. Hmm. Pulls out a gun and tries to shoot Kevin. Archie dives in front of him. Wow. And takes the bullet. That's mm-hmm. And that's how Archie ends up dying. Th- that's that's the thing is that when you talk to someone who read Archie as a kid, you're not ex- they're they're expecting soda shop and hijinks and yeah, right. They're not thinking of Archie. Everyone has this vision of Archie who doesn't read it. They have this vision of Archie as this, you know, little kids comic. Right. It that has been around forever. It's always going to be the same. Archie is. It's it's phenomenal. It's a great company. I mean, they don't just do Archie. They no, do they do Sonic, Sonic and Mega Man and everything. And which else. apparently I haven't read them, but these Sonic books, people, oh, people go love, yeah, people love these the Sonic, Sonic books. I read them a long time ago. Like I bought them at gas stations. Like the original Sonic run when he was fat before yeah. he was like you know, <laughs> sure. he was fat eating chili dogs. It was the best. I love that Sonic. <laughs> you know, before uh, he back he hit that treadmill to get those rings. Yeah, right. I mean, it's it's hey, you got to get them somehow. Um, but. No, I this so this new Archie comic. It's written by Mark Wade, who is famous for Superman and Superman Birthright. He did, yeah. um, which I mean, Mark Daredevil. Wade is, yeah, but I mean, Mark Wade, serious comic book writer, like for sure, superhero guy. He's he's a Superman super cooper. Oh yeah, super he loves Superman. Superman. If anyone is gonna love Superman more than Mark Wade, I'd like to meet them. I, I'd, <laughs> like anyway, but hi he, Eric. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, hi Eric from Washington. But um, to have a guy like that. Writing a book about Archie Andrews from Riverdale right. and his friends who have no superpowers. None of them are spies. None of them are secretly a king, right, or yeah. you know, any. They they just some are there just some kids going to high school. And it, even if man, he translated it so well from like the older stuff. Like it's it's set in our time. It's, right, it's, it's like, modern. Yeah, and uh, Archie he does always an, has been um, modern with the time. It, right, yeah, Arch- but he did such an amazing man. Job. Uh, it's. My line that I've always said to describe this book is Archie was always a kid's book. This new one is an everybody book. It's yeah, still okay for is... kids to read, but grandma can like it, mom can like it, dad, everybody, everybody. And, the, and those first three issues with Fiona Staples' art is Amazing. killer. Yeah. It, and the first trade is out. Yes. And yes. It's, it's, it's good. It's really good. So... And, also, with that first trade, they uh, they did a Jughead comic as well. Yeah, Not with the with a uh, chip with uh, chip, chip uh, Sardarsky. 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 Yeah, yeah, he's really good too. He's great. So, as an upcoming, I don't know. I know I saw it in previews. I don't know if it's officially been announced through normal mass media, but um, shock and awe, there's going to be a Betty and Veronica one that's yeah, more updated oh, that's now. Cool. No surprises there. But the big surprise is who they have on it. Who's that? Adam Hughes. Do they really? Adam Hughes will be doing the interior. No way. For Not doing the covers well, and long? the covers. Well, how long he goes? Yeah, exactly. That, but well, I mean, just so the fact, But that's the cool. Fact no, that, that is cool. And Fiona Staples cool. only did it for three issues. Three. Right. But I think that's that's amazing. I think that that's sort amazing. of like Sesame Street syndrome, right? How you get all these like super famous people that are on a children's program. And bring legitimacy to it. I'm right. still waiting for Game of Thrones people to come up on Sesame Street now. They're on. I mean, they're like, on HBO. Oh, one head cut off. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. But I think Archie is in that same vein. It's like Adam Hughes. Right. Come on. That's, like, that's cool, man. Who nobody would have yeah. predicted. Yeah. That. On on Betty Veronica. So I'm actually re- even that's, if he only does the first issue. Right. For sure. That's, that's still cool. Right yeah, there. Yeah. Sold. Um. But no. another Archie title that I think we've kind of kind of glossed over a little bit. Um. That is not a kid's one. This one, I would I would stray away. Don't let your kids read this one. Uh-huh. Afterlife with Archie. <laughs> no, not a kid's book. I did not read that book. So how was that book? After, Afterlife it's with Archie. It's a zombie Archie. book. 
Okay. Is, is great. Yeah, it, it is. It takes all these characters, puts them in very adult situations, adult themes, and throws in the zombie apocalypse. Not Showtime adult themes. Not Showtime no. or HBO, but yeah. like AMC. Yeah, AMC adult themes, okay. But not that bar that Preacher's pushing. <laughs> but it's Sabrina. I love Sabrina. Sabrina the Teenage Witch brings back, if I remember correctly, it was Jughead's dog. Hot dog? I think it was hot dog. <laughs> if I remember correctly, it's been a while since I've read this. And I, I, it's been a long time. I read it when it was new. Yeah, exactly. And hot dog ends up biting Jughead. Okay, oh, and then, Jughead. And Jughead starts, and that essentially starts the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> oh, with Jughead? No. And so what ends up happening. Is that crown. Yeah, is, right. <laughs> it goes through, and all these people are just dying, getting eaten, turn dying, turning into zombies. And they're trying to find Sabrina to okay. fix everything. Because sure. Sabrina, snap of her fingers, she can change the entire universe. Of back. course. Well. More problem with Superman. <laughs> here's the problem with that. Uh-oh. Her aunt sent her to another dimension for bringing back the dead. So did. Well, that's what, that, that's what happens. That'll, that'll learn you, kids. So, Sabrina so, is gone off into another dimension. Go. So, as, so there was a Sabrina comic book. Going. Yes. It, was that tied into... It was that same Sabrina. The Sabrina comic as well was not was really tended for kids. It's definitely uh, right. a darker for sure. Sabrina comic. Right. Which, which we had a cover for, too. Right? Yeah, which yeah. I, it's still a great book. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Archie's so solid. Like, the Archie publication and, house and, in and general has just been They solid. even have a, a little imprint. Was it Black Mask? Or is it not Black Mask? They it's have, not Black Mask. It's not Black Mask, but they, they have another indie... Do they? they do because I know, and I only found out about it in the computer when I'm changing things for back issuing. But they they have a, a mature imprint. I feel like it is Black Mask. It might be Black Mask. I don't recall offhand. Because um, what's no no no? Because no. Black Hood is under it. Black Hood. The the not Black Hood. Yeah, no Black Hood. The book. Oh 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 okay. The Black Hood. The book. I see. Um, I don't know, um, but either way, Archie is, it's weird to call Archie indie, because they've been around for as long as, you know, some of these other things, like, they've been around longer than Image. Yeah. They've been around nearly as long as Marvel and DC, Archie's Correct. old, and they're been around they're, forever. They're up there, so, yeah. it, it is weird to call them under that Image publishing, or that indie. indie publishing. But they kind of are. But, just because there's not a lot of exposure to them, and I think... Now, especially, Archie has his own TV show coming out. Yeah, live um, action. On, on CW here, I think, in the next year. I think the pilot just It's called Riverdale, up. right? It's called Riverdale. Um, but going on about small press and everything else, and just smaller titles, another book that I think is kind of one of the... It pushed the boundaries for artistic mm-hmm. expertise, at least, under that standpoint is Jim Henson's lost script for Tales of Sand. Okay. Oh, yeah. That book... I didn't read that. Is... <laughs> you don't read it. Oh, right. <laughs> you well, don't? You don't You don't read this book. It's. It has that rat race feel um, mixed with Inception. Okay. Huh. Is really the roughest way I can explain this book. Okay. And I, I love every bit of it. And that's a book that I've had to go back through six or seven times. Uh-huh. Because what they do is you have to pay attention to the art. The art plays the story out for you. There's a little bit of word bubbles here and there. But behind the art is what you need to pay attention to. Okay. Because behind the art, 
are excerpts from the okay, actual yeah, yeah. from the actual script. Okay, huh. and that gives you more the of okay. the story to That's it. Cool, and you... it's just I know again I've never read it, but I've seen it on the shelf, and it looks visually it's a really nicely made book. It, it looks really enticing. It is a beautiful, beautiful book. It looks great. Um, it's definitely worth a pickup. Just out of the fact the artwork alone is mm-hmm. really what draws me into that book. Um, the last thing I'll say on, on indie stuff like this is going to be, um, I really like, one thing you can't really get from Marvel and DC are slice of life books. You know what I mean? Just sort of a, hey, this is what this is about. This is this guy hanging out. Not not as much as you do, not as well thought out and well done as indie. One of my favorite ones is uh, is Wet Moon. It's, um, it's, it's um, written by Sophie Campbell, Ross Campbell at the time. Um, it's a, like sort of a gothic alternative lifestyle group of friends hanging out in their apartment and it's it's just a lot of fun the art sophie campbell is one of my most favorite artists uh she's great i love she did glory which we talked about on the last image one um and just real quickly i wanted to to mention like it's 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 it one of my uh annoyances with that is that she has transitioned recently into uh, sophie campbell um and she's I went to go look this up to go find out um, if I could get a commission or if she's going to be at a show recently, and then I found out that um, she said she doesn't really feel comfortable doing shows because of negative feedback from comic book fans and people right. just being negative towards her and all these things. And I, I want to say I think that that is a really, really lame and uncool of of the people sure. that like these indie books that are so inclusive and so for everybody. And right. We sell the shirts. Comics are for everybody. Sure. You know, like it's, you don't get to belittle somebody because they they are they are different. They like something different. It's just, I want to go to a con, and get Sophie to do do a picture for me. You know what I mean? And I I think that, hopefully, with this indie revolution, um, we can sort of overcome this this problem of uh, people just being. And people have a problem with women creators in general, trans or otherwise. People right, just seem to sure. give women a hard time. Unless you are, you know, writing, you know, Bitch Planet or, you know, some of these other really popular penned by women books. You know, if you're, if you're Gail Simone or Kelly Sue DeConnick yeah. or these other people. So I think that that is thankfully a really good thing that is coming out of indie. However, um, I think that um, there are some other things which is going to lead high into our, um, our shop talk. Yes. Thing, which is there are some drawbacks. Yeah. To the indie revolution there are some um before we get into that really quick though uh one thing that we've kind of skipped over with the indie revolution is actually boom studios oh right boom, uh, boom studios have done a lot of heavy hitting more of that life life slice, slice of life slice of life kind of books uh with giant days and uh klaus, klaus, klaus is doing is another one snow blind snow blind they're there's, doing there's animals <laughs> uh, the Woods, which is something I really enjoy. I if you guys, that was Boom. If yeah. you guys really wanted to learn more about Boom, we're not going to get too much time to talk about Boom, Boom today. I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, Boom Boom is... Boom is... A, aside from maybe IDW, I can't think of anybody else who has... Actually, more than IDW. I think Boom is behind Image in the, carrying the flag for indie books. It, of it, of it, quality. It works because not only does Boom... It, you have Boom, but under Boom is Archaea Press. And Archaea right. Press works with Alyssa Milano, and they've been doing a really phenomenal book called Hacktivists. Right. Um, oh, right, yeah, yeah, Which takes kind of like a Mark Zuckerberg approach to the Facebook social media 
and puts it into a revolutionary standpoint and helping these other countries that are trying to overthrow dictators sure, and sure, so sure. on and so forth. Um, but yes, shop talk. Shop talk. Shop talk. Um, um, yeah, tell me tell me about what your your thing with this. Um, we all love indie books. I mean, there's 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 good things and there's bad things that come with the indie revolution. What do you think? What is what are some of the uh, hiccups or hurdles that you're seeing? I think one of the big biggest things that I have with indie books right now, and it's not just an indie book thing anymore. I think it's more of a comic book Com- thing. You so, okay. Um, oversaturation in the industry and upon itself feels very much like it did back in the 90s. Everyone's putting out something new. Image, like we said last week, has at least five new titles. I'm maybe, sure. maybe more, at maybe less. At least 10, yeah, for sure. Um, a week now. Oh, uh, no, I, I wouldn't say a week, but it definitely is five to ten a month. Yeah, so it, it gets to a point where how much content can you put out there? And I think the indie revolution itself... Not only fuels that oversaturation in the because comic you're book, getting all the new fans in. Not only are you getting all the new fans in, but you're getting all these new creators and writers and people that want to tell their stories out into comics. Sure, and that's not a bad thing. No, not at all. Not at all is it a bad thing, but it provides so much content that people just get overwhelmed. Is it kind of like um, all the singing shows? It's like you're failed to be blown away by somebody who's such a good singer because there's 15 of them every year who are discovered on the singing shows. It's like, oh, but is this person better than this person? No man, they're all good. Yeah, like, exactly. It's the same. I think. I think it's the same type of uh, argument, right? It's like there's so many good comics, and it it's hard to pick. It's overchoice. Uh, nothing is. There's not like a. Yeah, and I, I think I know what you're talking about here. Um, I, it just becomes a point where, am am I worried that there's too much comics in the world? No, not no. at all. Am I worried there's too many comic book movies, comic book shows? No, not at all. Because, well, yeah. well, you know, that's something else. I don't know about all that. But, but I think, in a sense, that those mediums push more people to be the big powerhouses, like Marvel mm-hmm. and DC. So I think in the long run, we'll start to kind of see not necessarily a drawback on indie comics, but we're going to see a lot more indie comics trying to become Marvel and DC. Become the next image. Be, or even become the next image, right, even that, at that. Yeah. And you look at image now, not only do they have outcast and walking dead as a tv show but they had sagas lined up for a show at or a movie at one point i killed giants is lined up for a movie witches is lined up for a movie right um hands are at one point was up for it's only a matter of time until you think like boom and avatar and starts doing that yeah i want to um i i can see your point um it's going back to the analogy i made in the beginning the mumford and sons analogy you get a band like mumford and sons who was tiny and then now is huge and then you get a bunch of other bands who are like, we're indie. Let's sound like them. So you think, and, and then like your, your, your Lumineers, your but, whatever. But then even at that, it, it becomes a point where then, when do Marvel and DC start to realize that image books and indie books are selling really well because Sometimes of their content? Sometimes better than theirs, right. Be, and when do they start going, well, maybe we should do that. We should do that. We should start doing that. And I don't I think don't, they will. I don't, will, that ever happen. I don't know if that's a danger. I don't know if that's a danger, but if that happens... Then you get more of an oversaturation on that indie stuff, and you get more of these bigger art, artists and I, writers going towards that genre as well, which I think hurts the overall aspect of the the superhero sure, itself. For sure, I, I think um, you don't. I don't think the 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 threat of too many comic book movies isn't necessarily a thing. I think there's a threat of too many superhero movies. I think that could get overloaded. I don't care. I'm gonna go see them all. Oh yeah, obviously. Sure, but right. I mean, where do we work? Obviously, yeah. we're gonna go see them all. But is you know. 
the guy that works at the store two doors over, is he going to go see every comic movie? Probably not. And he's probably going to get annoyed by it. And you've seen, like, there's, like, William Friedkin, the director of The Exorcist, Academy Award winning director of The Exorcist, has condemned comic book movies and says they are the, the quote, death of cinema, you know, like... I mean, if you look at at Steven Spielberg and George Lucas, they're all, like, they're going to go the way of the Westerns, and if they keep growing the way they do, they'll do it soon. But I don't think I'm worried about that, because on that front, until it's going back to the days where Captain America is throwing a motorcycle on the (laughs) highway and that's his shield, or the Fantastic Four are in really bad body suits, or (laughs) Doc Strange (laughs) appears... In a weird pedo mustache, right. about my or Hulk is once again a big bodybuilder painted green. I don't think I'm worried about that industry because until they make them really, really bad, and obviously even with the well, they have. I mean, like they've made bad ones, like they made four. They've well, made bad ones, but for all the bad ones they've made, they've made some good ones. Yeah. I mean, even you look at Batman Superman, a polarizing film. Polarizing film. You didn't like I it. I did not like it at all. Um, you liked it a lot. I liked it a lot. I like. I like. He liked. It, it made, it made liked a lot of money. It made a lot of money. People still want to go see it, and I mean, they still have a thirty percent return rate higher than any other comic book movie, even higher than Deadpool, which was a phenomenal success for sure. Well, either way, I don't want to get back into Batman Superman, but um, but I'm just saying on no? that. Sta- I'm just saying. No. <laughs> I'm so just saying dumb. on that standpoint, critically and on most fan points, they didn't like it. But that's not stopping this industry from well, yeah. kind of pushing forward. Batman Superman, the quote-unquote failings of Batman Superman, whatever they may be, aren't going to derail any sort of train. Of course. It no. would make a, there would need to be a succession it needs of... To, it needs to be repetitive. Justice League would have to be bad. Wonder like, Woman would have to be yeah, bad. Right. Aquaman would have I mean, to be that's bad. the Fantastic Four thing. I mean, right. they were just gradually right. just And even like that, that just had negative press to build up. But, no, I but think... anyway, the oversaturation of comics, like, I, I know what you mean, like, um, to a degree... Uh, because if if you tell somebody who you don't really know, you meet them for the first time, um, oh, I work in a comic book store. Oh, really? I love the Big Bang Theory. Right. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's it. Everybody's got some sort of an image right. that they can recall. I love Superman. Yeah. I love Batman. Oh, right. Exactly. Right. And then they go, then they go on to tell you. But they're saga Batman. though, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then yeah, and then they hear titles like that, and they're like, and it is, what is that? Right. And and if you show somebody the first page of Saga, they're gonna be freaked out. Like, what right. is this? Yes. Or you look at all the people that watch The Walking. Walking Dead's a comic, comic book, a good right, chunk exactly. of people don't know that. Don't know so it all, it's sure. funny how many people come in and I just found out it was a comic book. Like, man, they got 153 right. seven seasons into it. Yeah. And you, you, yeah. It's crazy. You want I these mean, three compendiums? But I mean, it is it is definitely comic book culture is a thing now. For sure. I mean, it was always a thing, but now it is a thing that It's it's out in the open. It people Yes, it's exactly. more accepted now. It's, it's, yes. not, it is you're more accepted getting, now. You're not getting shunned in the schoolyard for reading a Captain Cuz you see everybody with T-shirts Everyone's with got, some character on. Yeah, them. exactly. Like it's, so, they sell them at Target, right? Or Walmart, and every exactly. other store you can get. You know, all the characters for sure. And it's not. Um, but is that a bad thing? Um, oh, so what you're saying, uh, I think, is that it could be. It could lead to um, a more watered down version of the stuff that you. It, it could be. It, it not only a more watered down version, but I think. With so many, especially with Image, too. Image is just pumping out, and not all of them are bad. A lot of them are good. Some of them just don't stick. Even even the good ones don't stick a lot of Of course, sure. But there's so much... Just like TV. There's so much content now in the industry that I think there has to be a drawback somewhere. When does it get to a point where, for us as retailers, do we stop ordering a lot of the smaller press books? Or do right. we order up more on those and less on the bigger titles? Right. And then when that happens, 
what do the bigger titles or the smaller more or less what do the bigger titles end up doing do they start doing incentive variants again do they start doing special chromium covers well i mean do the, we start seeing that we 90, do have a lot of variants do you we start I mean? seeing that 90s trend I trend think, again i don't know i think the variants are more or less hurting it it's, it's tough we, to say it, it hurts this. it a little bit we, we've seen this and actually images head um publisher actually went out during comics pro Mm-hmm. Uh, a few months back. Which is what? Uh, which is a big retailer gathering where retail stores can talk to each people, other and talk to each other and figure out what's working, what's not, and talk to the heads of these companies and say, hey, we're tired of Secret Wars lasting a year. We're tired right. of events after events we're after tired events. Of, you know, renumbering books and, and all, of all the special variants. And I think DC's made it in the right direction, at least on the variant standpoint, by making variants more accessible to people sure. as right. making them just order all you want kind of thing. Right. Not a ridiculous Marvel, like Marvel, seemed... Marvel has a weird formula to figure out how their variants like, and Image just doesn't have variants in general. Which is awesome. Which right. is great. Um, but That means he, it's sold on the strength of the book, not on the strength of the value. Uh, of, the, of, the, of, the of the cover of who of the cover who's, is, who, who who's drawing it, right. But you look at things like that and he, he went off and said, these gimmicks, these events, these renumberings, these little things that we do they do for retailers are gonna kind of start driving a, driving the industry back to where it was in the 90s, in the which, 90s is, yeah. which is where no one really wants to end up going because well, there was that comic crash right? there was right. the comic crash that ends up having Marvel selling his their rights off right um, and then well that's how we have the bad Marvel movies that we get exactly and then there was actually a point where DC wanted to sell Marvel its characters right um, gosh can you imagine what kind of, what this world would be like if Marvel had everything <laughs> a Batman movie <laughs> yeah Batman by Marvel <laughs> Well, I mean, it just looks like Batman Brave and the Bold. All happy-go-lucky. Well, these fists of justice. (laughs) But it it becomes to a point where, what does that do to the indie comics? To me... Do they revert back to the web or into the deep recesses of that industry again? I don't know. I think, to me, that that would strengthen the, the indie comics. I think the people that are coming in that saw Wicked and Divine on Tumblr, or that have heard about... They saw this... Somebody reblogged this post with uh, Lumberjanes or with in these books. They're coming in. They're reading these books. I don't think they're going to be moving over to DC anyway. I don't think they're going to go, oh, I really like Wicked and Divine. I'm, I'm going to go get Superman. Right. Well, I mean, Wicked and Divine could easily lead you to like a Justice League Dark kind of story or Doctor Strange Doctor Strange kind of thing. I mean, I know I, it's, I kind of, it's out of that realm I'm, of that, well, that genre. It could just for some fact that somebody's going to tell you like what's related to it. Yeah. yeah. Like but you have to come in a comic book for that. A comic book store for right. that. So um I think I think oversaturation does nothing but help the indie books. I think because even if people just just have seen the Marvel movies and they come in and they they buy Guardians of the Galaxy because they they saw it and they loved Rocket Raccoon right. and they thought Groot was cool or for whatever reason they start reading Guardians. They'll find right. another animal book because they liked Rocket. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Or for That's what you reason. did? Exactly. Well, yeah, I never read a book before Guardians. Um, <laughs> you never read it? No. So he lied to us at the beginning of this. He said he read Water Watershed Down. Watershed Down. But um, anyway, um, I, w- I was thinking that it's sort of like if they come in and they're just, I want to read this because I watch Walking Dead. I'm going to buy this right, Walking Dead book. for sure. Eventually, they'll get bored of this title. And then right. and they'll either... Or not even, or just want something yeah, or, different from it. Or they're like, you know... Comics aren't that bad, right? Like I, I, I can use personal um, examples on that. Like my mom never really cared for comic books uh, growing up. She's like, I read, you know, little Lulu and all these little, you know, little kids comics as Hot a kid. Stuff, yeah, exactly. Sure, she read these books and um, 
just never cared for them. And then I, uh, I let her borrow, I, I, I logged her into my Comixology account onto her iPad, and she read Volume 1 and 2 of Saga, loved it, read Ultimate Ultimate Spider-Man Miles, Volume 1 and 2, loved it. The them. best Spider-Man. Um, <laughs> volume 1 Hawkeye, loved it. Like, she's this is what comics are like now? <laughs> right. You know, people have this notion of what comics used to be, you know, funny strips and... And yeah, and I think that that helps a lot more now too, especially is, with the movies, that people are starting to realize that comics aren't just for the geek that feels left out in the corner. It's like the shirt that we sell, right? Yeah, comics are for, for everybody. everybody. There's a comic you can find for anybody that walks in the door. For sure. For the mom that walks in with her kids and they say, hey, can we help you find anything? Oh, I'm just here with them. I know you can find her something. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, you, there, there's something that should be interested, and a lot of it, it's just because well, comics always had that comics are for kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even though they weren't right. necessarily. No. I mean, well, they well they were to a degree when they started. But I mean, I don't in in the 40s. I don't see kids buying war bonds to no, help exactly. the war effort. <laughs> but sure. no, definitely not. But um, you know, it it had that mentality or that uh, well, view and, for a long time, and that's what it was. It was the revolution of sticky dimes and nickels. Because kids were always drinking sodas and everything else. so, um, But I think that's kind of where it is. Is at the In the long run, comics are here to stay. Yeah. The movies may not be, the TV shows may not be, but comics are here to stay. And I think that's, we right now we're in a golden bubble yeah. of comics. It is definitely a, the second comic boom. And oh, I th- for sure. And I also think it's a great time to work in this industry. Yeah, and it I, is. I don't. I don't take any of this for granted. This oh, is such no. a great thing for us to be doing here. I know. And like, we get to see all these cool books. We get to see First Avengers. We get to see early. And I mean, right now, what do we have? We have in the store the highest graded collection of Batmans from 3 through 50 right. in the entire world. They're all 9 fours or better. back here. Yeah. It's, and it's crazy. We're sitting next to them. That's the crazy thing about yeah, they, it. Yeah, we get to work against the next to these in, incredible pieces of art. History. In history. Right, history. Sure. history. These are things that point. would be in the Smithsonian. You know yeah. what I mean? So... Um, and and indie books definitely have their role to play in this this culture that we all like and have cultivated over mostly of our entire lives. I for mean, sure. even if you didn't read a lot of comics as a kid, you read something. Like you yeah. asked your mom for this Archie at the, yeah. com- at, the right. at the checkout stand, or you got your Disney Adventures magazine and you read the little comic strips in there, right. or you read the Garfield in the newspaper, or you went to either school's book fair and you bought the Garfield book. Everybody as a kid. Found some, some sort of a comic they like, web yeah, comic, for sure. comic strip, comic strips. It's and then how that grows is different. But nowadays, I mean, there's something for everybody, yeah. which is which I think is the tagline for for for, for, indies, for indies always at this point is that you can find something for anybody, and um, that's why I mean, my two picks are so different. Like Rover Red Charlie, a graphically violent animal war book, and and Wet Moon, a slice of life goth kids hanging out in an apartment and just talking nobody gets killed yep there's no blood and guts and it looked really good i want to read that book for sure uh, sophie campbell's great like she's she's doing the art for gem and the holograms and is killing it like gem and the holograms i mean say what you will about the story i'm not super sold on the story but the art is killer it's really good well he just gave us our two picks ron what's your two picks? uh my two picks was lady killer by joel jones from dark horse It's really good. Check it out. Yeah, yeah we have it for sure. I'm, I'm by it. And um, the other one, which is still coming out right now, uh, coming out right now, it's Klaus by Grant Morrison and Dan Moore doing the art. That book is amazing. Uh, you, you talked about it. I on, talked on about our, it on our first couple, episode. Yeah, couple, no, couple episodes what, ago. What's what is your favorite thing about Klaus? Real quick. It's 
it's the story before Santa Claus becomes Santa Claus. Okay, so he's not jolly. No, but he's real fit. Is this when he like he meets meets Kiss and they're all? <laughs> is, there, is there a part where he eats cookies? Do they do that at all? Does he like cookies? They have not, but they do a lot of like subtle references to, with, like, to the Santa Claus myth for okay. sure. Yeah, Spoilers, yeah, like him coming down chimneys. <laughs> And all that what? other stuff. I'm sorry. Are, he's are not you, real. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I am done with this podcast. <laughs> Wait, there's no, there's no Sandy Claus. <laughs> but so Klaus. But Klaus, I mean, they're Who's gonna. Who's that again? Grant Morrison. Grant Morrison. Grant Morrison is amazing. Yeah, hitting it out of the park for with sure. That one. Oh, for sure. It's it's kind of weird. There was a there was an article going around a couple months back where he was supposed to write another book for Boom, which <laughs> it was going to be about Jesus. Okay. We don't know what the book was going to be but about, but it was going to take G. Because I mean, basically, what he did, he took this this fictional fictional character, Santa Claus, right, and and told why a is, different story. Why is everyone saying this? <laughs> <laughs> well, we shattered Hyde's world. So, but you think maybe like he took an aspect of that uh, the the Jesus story and maybe applied it to this Klaus? No, I mean, okay. but I, I think after he's done with this, because this might. is only lasting seven seven issues, he might go and take. The Jesus story. Jesus story and, and make something different out of it. So. Randomly, before we get to Hyde's picks, uh, Grant Morrison. It's fine. I'm uh, hoping about Santa Claus. Yeah, over he, he's over here in the corner. You, you, it's a good thing you can't see him. Um, weird Grant Morrison news is new editor-in-chief of Heavy Metal Magazine. Yeah. He's yeah. Only one issue out, is Grant Morrison, which I've noticed like four or five people since I've told them that I've added it to their box. Nice. Because Heavy Metal Magazine is an odd... An odd thing. It's its, it's own little niche, but like, people like Grant Morrison. And like, you know, I'll Grant check Morrison's his magazine out. Would I, on, on Grant Morrison topic, a book to check out, which you guys know, and I'll give Dylan as much as I can about this, mm-hmm. but I, I refuse to read Wonder Woman books. Uh-huh. Just because Dylan pushes them to me so, so hard. Right, he loves them so much. Yeah, far. he loves them so much. I do read Wonder Woman books, just not, I make not sure the, he doesn't notice that I'm reading them. Read them. Uh, them at home. But... I picked up Grant Morrison's Wonder Woman Earth One hardcover this week. I, man, or that like was, two weeks ago. Two that weeks was ago. so popular. Two weeks ago, yeah. Oh, it's supposed to be. Really it good. is phenomenal. I thought we ordered too many. You know what? No, I, well, I thought we did well, too. Because we had like so many on the shelf, no. and then they were gone. They're all gone. The next it is. Day. It is. And I think it's out of print because we didn't get to. It is. Okay, that's what I thought because we, we couldn't get it. By far, one of the greatest Wonder Woman stories I have ever. Yeah, there was a couple people from the other stories telling me it was really good. I love it. I loved it so much I bought it. Wow. Okay. That, well, that's saying something. I, I need to read that then. I need to borrow that from somebody. I'm you or Dylan or somebody. Yeah. Okay. Great. Um, yeah, so what were, your, two, what were your my two, two picks? Um, for my first one, uh, obviously Terry Moore's Rachel Rising. I just sure. really love the series, and I'm gonna be really sad when it ends. Me too, man. Uh, do, do, do we know what Terry's doing after that? Or uh, he's actually huh, he had a little bit of news this morning or this afternoon on Facebook that he oh, yeah? will be announcing something. Ooh. Very soon. Nice. Rachel Rising Kids? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Maybe that Rachel Rising TV show that was supposed to happen in 2013? Oh, really? Okay, that'd okay be cool. that's cool. Um, Go Terry. Right, for sure. Either way, when's, it, when's this announcement coming out? You said soon? He said soon. I saw the article on it. It says Terry Moore announces big things soon. Cool. Um, and right. then Terry. M- my second one is actually going to be Boom Studios' The Woods. The Woods. I really enjoy The Woods. It's, it's still your slice of life kind of story, but it takes this high school... And drops them on an alien planet <laughs> that wants to kill everything. Okay. And these group of kids end up finding a settlement, and they have to find a way to adapt and try to get back home to Earth. Hmm. And it's there's a lot of slice of life stuff coming out of this. 
uh, with recollections that characters were having about personal feelings towards each other's or about the life in general that they were living back on Earth. Um, it is just by far a phenomenal book. It keeps you at the edge of your seat as you're reading it. You actually worry about these kids a little bit as sure. they go out and trek through the woods of this and alien how planet. And there's two volumes? There's three now. Three, there's three, Man, there's three and some change on that one. Man, I'm behind. Okay, well, I mean, closing thoughts. Indy is important. Yeah, Indy sure. is, is, I think, is as important as the big three. Right, uh, I think sure. you need indie books to give you the flavor and the texture. Which is what um, gives it the, the diversity exactly. That we need. It, it's, uh, and and Marvel, Marvel and DC seem to be learning from that a little bit. Like they seem to be um, adopting some more um, uh, indie elements in their mainstream titles. Like uh, you know, of anyway. course, you think you Better look at things writing. like you think of things like Batgirl, which had a, a younger focus, a younger focus towards it. a younger Tumblr type focus. You think of things like even Black Canary had a younger type focus, but it was sure. it was a different kind of story element when they did what they did with Black Canary. Which I liked really early on, and right now I'm not liking where the story's kind of headed towards. But they very they adapted almost the Scott Pilgrim concept of the idea, sure, and threw it with Black Canary. So she's a rock star, she's a singer, and all of her villains are other bands. Is she jamming the holograms? Sort of. <laughs> okay, but that's I. They've adapted that and to try to provide better storytelling, and that's actually kind of what I'm really excited for for Rebirth as well when that comes along, is because that's. Their main focus is their stories. What? What? That's 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 what's most important in comics is yeah. the stories, right. and that's what that's what indie gives you. Indie gives you good stories at the very least. They'll give you a good story and some pretty pictures. Yep. mostly. Um, so, guys, uh, thanks again for. Oh, oh, before oh, we wrap oh. up, we have one more announcement actually. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So tomorrow, um, tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow afternoon evening. at five to seven, at we the will West have, at the Westheimer location. We will have uh, Aletha Martinez, who did WWE Superstars for the artist, uh, penciled some stuff on Batgirl as well, and did some work on the Mad Max art book. Right. David Walker, who is the writer for Cyborg. Cyborg. And Power Man, Iron Fist. And Power Man and Iron Fist. That's I forgot right. he did that, which uh, I haven't one, read right? that. Did you, have you? Uh, that first issue is good. There's only one, they, right? No, well, it's two. two. It's two, two right now. But uh, yeah, they, it's really good. I Check okay. it out for sure. I, I, yeah, people keep asking me And then one. the third is Amy Chu. Poison Ivy, who's writing Poison Ivy, which I'm which absolutely is, loving. Yeah, because you're it's, putting that over book, putting that book over pretty hard. It's 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 still the sexy Poison Ivy that we know from the animated right, of series course. kind of thing. Right, but she it's not her trying to be the villain. She's trying to redeem herself a little bit more, and you start seeing her more as a scientist and a person as Rather Poison than just Ivy. An object. Yeah, she she's definitely there Depth. trying to have more of a stable life and trying to have a family which on that aspect kind of gets a little weird but check it right. out it's okay a that's great one of your read. favorite yes. current books right now um and then at our that's washington, five to seven that's five to seven here at the then, west arm location then you go get dinner and then go get dinner down out in uh, montrose or midtown right. there's some great food places out there for sure and head over to our washington location at nine to meet the author of the avatar the last airbender series mm-hmm. from dark horse and writer new of the Superman. new upcoming title, Super Dash Man. That's my favorite. That's my rebirth pick. Yeah. Superman, new Superman. New. Uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about yeah, that? It's, one? I mean, we don't know too much about it, but it's basically um, um, Chinese-born man um, later on in life isn't born with them, but gets the powers of Superman. Okay. And we don't know how. We don't know why yet. But I, I always like the idea of taking a character and putting it in a different location and putting a different spin on it. It's like why, like Marvel sixteen oh two, just. Oh, look, 
that's neat. You know, Superman, Red Sun, that type of thing. Yeah. Uh, it's just a neat little idea. So Gene Yang. Gene Yang be, will be there. So that's yeah, really Gene, cool. Um, so for those of you that want to find out more about Super Dash Man and if he's at liberty to tell us anything about it, check him out over at our Washington store or check him out just because Avatar The Last Airbender. Yes, right? amazing. Yes. So, I mean, he finally Nerds. told us what happened to Zuko's mom. Yes. <laughs> Nerds. <laughs> What's Avatar? You mean the Avatar Press? Like Alan Moore? No, the blue people. The, the blue people, the, the cats? Both. Alan Moore's like a... Cthulhu Bender, right? <laughs> but uh, anyway, all right, cool. guys, thank you for tuning in. Uh, and then and come in and tell us what indie books you like for sure. Because yeah. we don't read them all; we can't. There's so much of it out there. There is there's a ton and of it for sure. In that small press section, it is so full of stuff that I've never read. And Seconds stuff is really I'm, good. Seconds, if you like Brian Scott O'Malley. Pilgrim, Brian, Brian O'Malley, yeah. Blankets was really good. Blankets. Didn't read Blankets, but I heard that I was pretty read that good. Either. Um, Feral Dimples, I can't think of what the name is. Oh, we had a signing for it, too. Uh, wrenches. Wrenchy, wrenchies. Wrenchies was sorry. a really good wrenchies. one. Wrenchies, sorry. Black Sad. Yeah. Yeah, but that's some if, good stuff, man, for you, sure. You know what we like? We like people coming in and giving us recommendations, too. Oh, for sure, yeah, because yeah. I don't, we, we don't. I can't read every book that comes in. But there's sure. so much. We can't out there. read every book. That's so. going back to your your uh, your oversaturation. We can't read everything that comes in. So by so all we, means, yeah. So if you're reading something that we didn't talk about, tell me. Say, hey man, this book is awesome. Talk about this one. This is really good. Tell yeah. me why you like it. I, we'll I, we, for sure read it. For we sure. like the passion that you guys show and tell us why you love these indie books. So um, until next time, guys. This is Ron. And this is Hyde. And my name is Michael. Thank you for checking us out. We'll see you next time. 